You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. Hello, and welcome to Triviality, the game where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name's Ken, I'm here in the studio with Neil, Jeff, a mystery guest, uh, Matt, on the internets. Mm-hmm. How you doing? Are you on the internet? Do you live there? I am ninety percent on the internet. Yeah, I'm not okay. the mystery guest. I don't. I don't. Not the mystery I haven't guest. been to Chicago in a minute. We've got somebody better than you, than you for the mystery guest. Wow. Actual. No, no, no. That's fair. <laughs> I'm a. I'm wearing a diaper and having a bone arrow. Oh, Cupid! Yeah. Cupid's in the air. Oh wait, is it no, Valentine's Day or something? Meds. I was just wearing yeah. a diaper and have a bone arrow just to have. <laughs> well, it. it's February. We know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, toilets. Out Anytime of I service. can dress up like a cherub and uh, shoot people with a with an arrow, I try to do it. This is the third time this year already. It's only yeah. February. That's true. And uh, Jeff, after the recording, I have a little surprise for you in the back of my diaper. Um, <laughs> it's disturbing. <laughs> it is, actually, it's disturbing. I'm disturbed. Talking about myself. It's his Valentine's cards. Yeah, that, that's right. It's a little piece of chocolate, a little piece of dark chocolate, and it says, uh, re- greetings. Mine? Will you? Yeah, will you be mine and take this uh, as a little sign of my, my affection? <laughs> any, any big plans, Jeff, for Valentine's Day? Uh, it sounds like I'm going to be scooping uh, quite a lot out of your diaper. So I think those are my plans currently. <laughs> All right. Ken, anything anything for you? Any travel? Any uh, unrequited love letters that you're sending cross country <laughs> using papyrus? As long as it's in papyrus. Are yeah. we talking about the company papyrus who makes those cards or the font? The font. Or? The font. I'm going to write my, Ken's my, writing love, on reads. my love letters are in, are in papyrus. Font. <laughs> That's what they should be. Uh, well, so, we, you can, so you can imagine while you read the love letter that there's like a wooden flute playing behind. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah. A little sort of an Enya soundtrack. Yeah. Um, well, I now understand why his love letters are unrequited. <laughs> <laughs> well, he always starts them off. It's been a long three weeks in the long war. And it's like, what is he talking about here? He's using the wrong font. That's, That's right. It's all about the font, Matt. And I think we should get into that in a minute because I, I think you're right uh, about fonts. But we do have to introduce our, our special mystery guest uh, coming from door number two. Not a robot supporter on Patreon, Earl Baum. How are you, Earl? Hello. All right. Welcome uh, how, into the studio. Yeah, this Thank is the you. second time second in the studio. Second time I'm visiting, yeah. Who was behind door uh, the, number one? Uh, we can't reveal until the end. <laughs> Next Neil's uh, diaper surprise. <laughs> Either way, your best bet is always to switch to the other door. Oh, uh, we know that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's right. That was the mathematical thing that you were talking about. Yeah. 
Uh, Earl, you were here last time for a geocaching game, which was a lot of fun. But yes. remind folks about yourself and what you're up to and all that good stuff. Oh, um, yeah. I play some local trivia uh, online uh, through Liquid Courage. Uh, our team name is now Board of Education because so, we're all teachers. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, I do a lot of stuff at the school uh, theater-wise and work with Colleen. Mm -hmm. I think you know her very well. Yeah, a little and, bit. And uh, she's seen my diaper several times. Yeah, is she behind door number one. <laughs> she, uh, she probably doesn't want to be. If she is. Uh, yeah, you so, did. Uh, you do all the uh, the tech and uh, yeah. help run the tech crew with the kids for all the plays and musicals. Yep. Yeah. So if you ever seen one of his productions, uh, if you like the set and and the way things are run, uh, that's all Earl there. Yeah. Uh, well, it is sort of Valentine's Day ish. We were talking about cherubs and unrequited love. Um, but Earl, that's the reason we had you on the show today because it's Valentine's Day. Um, what kind of game do you have for us? Well, I haven't heard one in a while, so I brought you a game of death. Ah, game of death. Perfect for Valentine's Day. Oh, a game about death. A game about death. Oh, it's about death. More triviality style game than... So one of us <laughs> will die at the end of this episode. That is very possible. Okay, and if you listen to this episode, uh, you only have seven days to live. The, the LVP, <laughs> the least valuable player, will die. Yeah, weakest link will be gone. Uh, so anything special with the, the rules before we, we throw it to Darren? Uh, no special rules. No special rules. No. All right. Well, speaking of, do you want? Would you like Darren, or do you want someone else? Ooh, might need to go Gilbert on this one. It is a game of death. So, <laughs> uh, in, in honor harsh. of Gilbert. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this is an honor of Gilbert. He's our only rules read that is not with us anymore. Uh, we love Gilbert. We'll throw it to Gilbert. Triviality podcast is two rounds of twenty questions worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there's a special swing round by this week's host. In the final round, players wager points they've earned for a chance to become the cream of the crop. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in, but the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. He thought it was funny. He made a joke about death yeah, and diapers. I'm sure. Yeah. We'll talk about uh, it anyways. on this podcast. <laughs> Sounds like uh, you, Neil, and uh, Matt are going to be teaming up. We are, Matt. You you kept mentioning fonts before we started recording, so what do you want to call our team yeah, name? I've been watching a lot of happy days. Uh, I think we're going to be Valentine's New Roman. All, All right. right. And uh, since it's February and we are deep, deep into cuffing season, uh, cuffing season is when uh, some people... Uh, get together with somebody right before winter sets in. But for me, it's when I get really into S&M for a little while, uh, once every year. Uh, so we're going to be cuffing season. So can uh, S&M, that's why we're in leather today? That's why, yeah. Okay. So we got leathers, we got diapers, we got death, we got fonts. Earl, take it away. All right. Question one, category, work yourself to death. According to Forbes, the 2022 highest paid dead celebrities are number one, J.R.R. Tolkien, Number two, Kobe Bryant. Number three, David Bowie. And number four, this king who died on the throne. All right, Matt. Uh, king who died on the throne. It makes me mm -hmm. think of the throne of lies, also known as the toilet. Yeah. Um, this is a ham sandwich related, if I recall. I think you're right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Should we should we go Elvis Presley? Let's go. Elvis Aaron Elvis. Presley. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. We said the same. Yes, Elvis Presley. All right. Any any. Uh, color commentary or flavor text for that just a really big austin butler fan yeah yeah are you gonna see priscilla earl the new uh oh I elvis might. presley movie yeah all right 
It's in the Elvis verse. Are they expanding it? Well, no, it's just uh, my favorite story about that. I forgot we talked about it on the podcast, but Jacob Elordi plays Elvis. And they said, did you watch a lot of Elvis videotapes like Austin Butler and spend three years learning the accent? And he said, no, I just watched Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> He's like, like putty. <laughs> nah. No. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I did go to uh, Memphis this last summer and did uh, write my name on Elvis's wall, just oh. like everyone else down there. Nice. So, All right. Uh, category number two, dead in the water. Whaling is illegal in most countries since the commercial ban in 1986. Three countries still support whaling. Name two for full credit and name all three for a bonus three points. Okay, we're locked in. Oh. Okay, so they're locked in right away. Um, I feel like Jeff would know a lot about whaling for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah, Ken tells mm-hmm. me that I'm uh, the one who scribbled all three countries. <laughs> you're, like, you're like, oh, good job, Jeff. Ken. Well, no, I, I wasn't, it wasn't a compliment. It was just that he's into whaling. Every time I start screaming on the show, Ken says, remember, whaling is prohibited. Mm-hmm. Uh, Outside of Hartford. So whaling, Matt. Yeah. I think it still exists in Japan, although a lot of people don't like it and they don't want yeah. it to exist in Japan. So is it maybe some... I would think so. And I think it's another island nation in the general area, whether it's Philippines, whether it's uh, Thailand, whether... Um... If you have any other ideas, no, I, I like Philippines, them. Thailand, and then uh, maybe like a wild card. Maybe is, are there any whales near Canada? I know it's kind of a weird answer, but I feel like they would. There it. are, yes. You want to try Canada, Thailand, and Philippines? Uh, sure. I don't think it's Canada, but let's go with Canada. Okay, Ken. So I know that I've been to two of these countries, despite the fact that I do not support whaling in any form or fashion. But you're a whale- whaling tourist. <laughs> just be honest. Your whaling is just watching the Brendan Fraser one over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we are going to say Iceland, Japan, and Norway. That is correct. Iceland, Japan, and Norway are the three countries. I'm glad the three-part Freakonomics episode I listened to on whaling has finally paid <laughs> off. I'm the one who's supposed to talk about another podcast in a sad tone. <laughs> did, did CGP Grey do a, a, an episode on whaling? No, but I See, also... that's why you didn't know, and I knew. But I, I did also listen to the Freakonomics episode. <laughs> the, the whaling one? <laughs> Did you listen to all three parts? <laughs> Just Iceland and Japan. All right. What was the third part? It was, no, no, no. I mean, it was... it was. Just, oh, I see. They, they had so much to talk about whaling. <laughs> there's a lot of whaling. Three parts, yeah. It's because there's so many HelloFresh ads in the middle. They had to get through. All right. Um, category number three. Uh, always look on the bright side of death. At Graham Chapman's memorial service, one fellow Monty Python member began his eulogy with the following. Graham Chapman, co-author of the parrot sketch, is no more. He has ceased to be bereft of life. He rests in peace. He has kicked the bucket, hopped the twig, bit the dust, snuffed it, breathed his last, and gone to meet the great head of light entertainment in the in the sky. Which Python member and actor in the parrot sketch gave these opening remarks? Oh, uh, we can lock in here. Oh, this seems like a Ken game. He's, he's on top of these. So I think it was Graham Chapman. I can't remember if Michael Palin was in the sketch, but I'm almost positive John Cleese was in the sketch. Mm-hmm. Or wrote it with them. I, it's either Palin or Cleese, and it make me think Cleese is the one who's much more vocal. Yeah, and if you if you hear that those phrases in Cleese's voice, it it kind of works. Yeah, I, I, are you okay going with Cleese? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I think you guys are right. Uh, we said John Cleese as well. John Cleese is correct. Nice. All right. Category number four: Doctor Death. Dr. Jack Kevorkian claimed to have assisted at least 130 patients in physician-assisted suicide. In what medical field of study did Dr. Kevorkian specialize? Hmm. 
podiatry. Just thinking we were doing so well, Ken. <laughs> Dermatology. It's a foot doctor. <laughs> really? like, I'm gonna start killing people. <laughs> I'm, spice I, I'm things just up. guessing. Okay, Jeff has a good idea here, and we're locked in. So, Earl, we're just looking for the type of doctor he was, type, type of medicine. Of yep. Okay. Um, all right. So, Matt, um, we had said psychiatry, obviously, has to be too easy. Yeah. Um, well, no, I think it, I feels I think like it, you would lose your medical license. If I think it's somebody who has to deal with pain management because of the way that they did it um, was with the chemicals. I believe it was. He wrote that uh, book, right? How I did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was thinking dental uh, potentially. That could be possible. They have a lot of access to pain medication, like you said, and or um, what's what's the people that give uh, the, the laughing gas? What are they called? Oh, uh, and it's anesthesiologists. I think that might be it. Could probably go that. Yeah, because I, I feel bad besmirching um, the fine folks at uh, Taylor Cook Dental or whatever. I don't know what his <laughs> business is called, but yeah, um, Doctor Teeth. Anesthesiologist is interesting because I guess he technically would be maybe a doctor of anesthesiology, but he wouldn't. Mm -hmm. I guess, yeah, we go with that if you want. Yeah, I think that's a good guess. Okay. I heard some things from the other team that I kind of liked. Pain management actually is a thing that makes a lot of sense. Um, But we just said he was, uh, he worked with uh, geriatric patients, we're guessing. So we're going to say geriatric medicine. Mm. He was actually into pathology. Oh. Diagnosing diseases. Hmm. Wow. All right. Category number five, that's all, folks. The famous line, that's all, folks, is an epitaph on voice actor Mel Blanc's headstone. Other celebrity epitaphs include There Goes the Neighborhood for Rodney Dangerfield, Letter Rip for Leslie Nielsen, and The Best is Yet to Come for Frank Sinatra. Whose headstone fortunately reads, I will not be right back after this message? It might might be me one day, since I always lead us away from the swing round. Um... Okay, so Matt, I've I think I've heard this before. I've seen it before. Uh, initially, I was thinking it was uh, a newscaster, um, yeah. but I don't think it, there's no way that Walter Cronkite would have that. I think his phrase was "That's the way the cookie crumbles." Though I, I'm not sure if that's on his gravestone. I don't think that's right either. <laughs> but um, I think speaking of of <laughs> we were talking about Seinfeld uh, a bunch today. I think Merv Griffin. Yeah, because he, you know, he he produced uh, Jeopardy and some other game shows and stuff, and I know he's a, like a big TV personality. But yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, you you had uh, said Jeopardy, and I was like, I don't think that's on Alex Trebek's uh, gravestone. Um, but I I like Merv Griffin. I think that's a good guess. Okay, that's a great guess. Um, we went with a TV personality as well, obviously, and we went with the uh, newly deceased Bob Barker. Oh. Yeah. Well, congratulations to Neil and Matt. It oh. is Merv Griffin. Hmm. Any any uh, phrase you'd like on your tombstone, Matt, that we can make sure we f- you know fulfill for you? Um. Yes. Uh, I can't think of anything though, so don't do that to me. <laughs> That's what I want on it, actually. <laughs> don't do this to Matt. Me. Neil is don't just going to me. confront you with your own death on a random sin- Sunday <laughs> afternoon. What do you think about that? Make make a joke about your own death. <laughs> One, two, three, go. Yeah. Uh, the joke's dead in the water. After five, it looks like uh, Valentine's New Roman is going to have 30 points. And picking up those extra bonus points uh, with a score of Scotty Pippen is going to be cuffing season with 33. All right. Category number six, dirt nap. Since the 1920s, South Korea has a belief that if you leave a specific object on overnight, it will kill a person. What object is this urban myth referring to? 
Uh, we're going to go ahead and lock in. Yep. Do you, so uh, just to confirm, something you leave on could kill a person? Uh, that is the belief. Okay. <laughs> Matt, so anything? Good. Okay, so I, I have no idea. Um, maybe toaster, maybe microwave. Yeah, toaster, microwave, uh, coffee machine, maybe TV. Like, don't leave it on overnight. All oh, of- TV, maybe. Maybe it'll, they think it'll like start a fire or something. Or the the Ringu girl. She'll come out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it opens a portal. It's got to be. I'm sure it's got to be something that you know many people leave on normally or something. But it just has to, like he said, it's an urban legend or something. Yeah, hair straightener is something that I've been told can do that. Um, which one do you want to go with? I'm I'm fine with anything like that. I would that. be legitimately afraid of that one. Let's go toaster. Toaster. All right. Matt, don't look behind you. Uh, no. We said fan death. Yeah, electric fan. Uh, some electric fans sold in South Korea are even equipped with a timer knob. Oh, interesting. Yeah. The idea being that it'll take all of the air out of the room and you will suffocate to death. Oh, wow. Which that is not sense. how air works. <laughs> <laughs> we could use some fans here in the studio. That's that's for mm-hmm. sure. Like actual like cheering fans. cheering us on? No, no, like actual fans because <laughs> oh. it's so hot in here all the time. All right. Category number seven, dead as a doornail. Marley was dead to begin with. There is no doubt whatever about that. The register of his burial was signed by the clergyman, the clerk, the undertaker, and the chief mourner. Scrooge signed it, and Scrooge's name was good upon change for anything he chose to put his hand to. Old Marley was as dead as a doornail. Those words are from A Christmas Carol written by Charles Dickens. Scrooged is a 1988 movie that mashes up the story of A Christmas Carol with the world of a cynical and selfish television executive, Frank Cross. What famously clingy actor played the dead Jacob Marley in Scrooged? Oh, we can lock in. Mm-hmm. Famously clingy. So it was Bill Murray in the starring role. Yeah. Was he a Klingon by chance in uh, another role, this, this, this actor? I don't know any famous Klingons. No, but... I don't either. There's Worf. <laughs> was his name Worf? I don't. In the show, it's Worf. Worf. That's not his real name. You're saying? <laughs> Probably not. Worf. John. There's no cellophane actor um, that I can think of. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, we could just say like one of Bill Murray's buddies, like Harold Ramis. I'm okay with Harold Ramis. All right, we'll uh, do a lucky Ramis. Now, Matt, you've you've seen this movie uh, quite a bit, right? What about Bob? A hundred times. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, so this is the, their Marley in this version is a guy like in a golf outfit or and um, sunglasses and stuff like that. Uh, I believe it's Jamie Farr. That's correct. Jamie Farr. Well, glad we didn't think too hard about that. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Famously played Klinger in MASH. Okay. MASH, oh. yeah. I had the wrong Kling angle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Category number eight, dead end job. According to Greek mythology, the servant of Hades was the ferryman to the river Styx. What celestial body also shares the name of this underworld resident? I, I mean, I'm having trouble on this one, um, Matt. But yeah. you watched Heavenly Bodies um, so many times, Neil. <laughs> That's right. right. And I, I never watched The Eternals. So I don't know anything about celestials. Uh, so this is a tough one for me as well. I don't. I, I mean, I'm not going to get there from a space angle. Um, I'm not either. I remember I saw a meme once that had... Um, the person on the edge of the boat was like a woman with a cell phone, like yelling, like a Karen. But uh-huh. uh, so you think it's Karen? I don't know. Just, let's say let's say Karen. That's okay. fine. Karen, the original Karen. And yes. how did we pronounce Karen? Yeah, 
uh, I spelled it C-H-Y-R-O-N, but yeah, Chiron. I believe it's Chiron. Yeah. yeah, there's a couple variations on the pronunciation, but Chiron is correct. Oh, ours, we're a little I off, would not I take yeah. Karen. But... <laughs> no, he absolutely got it. He got it. He got there. Oh, okay. You don't have to give me points. I just know that was the meme I saw. No, you got it. That, <laughs> okay, okay. If you got it through that stupid meme, then you, <laughs> okay. you got it. That's yep. ridiculous. It's a moon of Pluto. Moon of Pluto. Okay. Of course. Oh, in that case, that. it's pronounced Sharon. Right. But, they they yeah. they pronounce it a little different there, but spelled Char- the same Charon. way. We're on Pluto. It's pronounced different on Pluto. Yes. 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 <laughs> Ever since they got demoted from planet status, Pluto they're like, too. "This." Isn't it weird that Pluto is a dog whose owner is a dog? <laughs> yes. His owner's a mouse. No, isn't it Goofy no. is his owner? Yeah. Right, and his dog owner Mickey wears Mouse clothes, and he doesn't. Pluto. Nobody knows why. Oh, it's you're funny. right. Yeah, Pluto is Mickey Mouse's. Yeah, but still, it's a mouse owns a dog. Yeah, okay. Oh, if that and he doesn't dog, talk. If that dog put on pants, he'd talk. But Mickey Mouse owns a dog, and also his friend Goofy is a is dog. Is a dog. Oh, so he had, that, that'd be, okay. So that'd be like me and Jeff being like friends, but then I have a pet. Like the the gift of also have a pet fiction. Yeah. As a pet human, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so weird, okay. It is Valentine's Day. Yeah. If Goofy took his pants off, he wouldn't be able to talk. Is that, is that what we're talking? I think that's true. Yeah. And that's why that's why you can't understand Donald because he only wears a shirt. <laughs> that's the that's the Disney lore. As long as you have pants on, you can talk. All right. Category number nine: The Death of Superman. In a kind of ironic tragedy, TV Superman actor George Reeves died at the age forty-five. By what action was Superman has the ability to defend himself? So you're saying he died in a way that would not have killed Superman. That is correct. It does not narrow it down. It does not. (laughs) Okay, Matt, I was trying to think of the movie with uh, Ben Affleck where he played George Reeves, but um, I want to say he was shot tragically. And he he couldn't outrun it. He he couldn't outrun it and his chest couldn't bounce the bullet off. But Yeah. You don't think it was he tried to jump over a building and he couldn't? It could be maybe he fell or something. It could be a fell off a top building. And he couldn't fly. Um, I feel like tragic makes me think shot. Though, what are, you, are you cool going with that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Well, I recall from uh, one of the Superman movies that the, the bullet gets speeding bullet that the bullet gets disintegrated like right on Superman's eyeball. That's how bulletproof he is. So we're saying shot. Yeah, uh, he was shot, and it is unknown if it was suicide or uh, somebody else. Jeez. Well, oh, and they made that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he had a cameo, which I'm sure no one agreed to in uh, The Flash, George Reeves' version of Superman. Mm. It was only $60 for that cameo? How did that cameo work? <laughs> All right. Category number 10. Death doesn't feel so good. In the King of the Hill episode titled Death of a Propane Salesman, Luann's boyfriend Buckley dies. What famous musician starts playing taps at the funeral? Uh, we can lock in. <laughs> okay. I have no idea. So I don't remember if it was on this podcast or somewhere else or whatever, but I remember Chuck Mangione has like a reoccurring role on King of the Hill, yep. which is weird. We talked about it on this show. Okay. So probably Chuck Mangione. Yeah, he played the flugelhorn. I imagine he could play the trumpet. I don't know this at all, Matt. So yeah, you have to fill us in. Yep. Noted horny man, Chuck <laughs> <laughs> Mangione. Yep, that's correct. He starts playing taps and then goes into his uh, Feel So Good song. <laughs> now, this is a fun little coincidence because your brother James, uh, his halftime show for the marching band was Chuck Mangione this year. That is true, yeah. Did, did that inspire the question? It did. Nice. I love it. 
After the first round, it looks like Valentine's New Roman is going to be picking up 40 points, bringing their total to 70, but still in the lead, cuffing season with 73. Those bonus points are really helping them out. Before we go into the swing round, though, uh, we just wanted to say if you'd like to join Patreon like Earl, who's here today, we'd really appreciate it. But more more than that, though, um, you don't only get the two bonus episodes we've been doing for several years and stickers and boxes and things like that. But uh, Jeff, what can people expect now uh, with the new year of Patreon? One of the things that Patreon members have been enjoying so far this year is extra bonus episodes. So weekly. We're, we're putting out a weekly bonus episode for patrons at the Oakland 5 level and higher. Uh, three trivia, four depending on the month. You know, some months have five weeks-ish. I don't know how this works. This is a trivia podcast. We, get, we checked in facts. with Patreon yep. um, to see how much bonus content that qualifies as, and they said a buttload. It is a buttload. <laughs> and actually, one thing, we got some letters, and people said they missed when we write games and... While we're trying to produce the show, we, we always, you know, can't write a game because it, it does take a lot of work, which we appreciate all the people like Earl here writing a full game. But this gives us a chance to write questions every we now and then. letters? Oh, yeah, we've got, we always <laughs> we get letters. writing us letters? <laughs> yes, in the post. Handwritten letters. seals. <laughs> it's weird that they're just printed out emails, but, you know. Yeah, it still counts. But Anyways, yeah. join us on Patreon, please. Patreon.com slash Triviality Podcast. All right, uh, so Earl, what do we got in store for today? All right, swing round. Uh, kind of simple. It's just going to be famous duos, and all you have to come up with is who died first. Okay. This is the famous Abbott and Costello. Uh, who died first? Who died first? Much, yeah. Okay. So uh, number one, one, Abbott and Costello. <laughs> uh, I put them at number three. You'll get them in a second. Uh, <laughs> number one, the Wright brothers. Number two, Laurel and Hardy. Number three, Abbott and Costello. Number four, Siegfried and Roy. Number five, Gilbert and Sullivan. Number six, Astaire and Rogers. Number seven, Lewis and Clark. Number eight, Lucy and Desi. Number nine, The Odd Couple, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. And number 10, Romeo and Juliet. All right, we have our list. We'll be back with our answers. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. And we are back. We have all of our answers locked in. Let's uh, hear these pairs one more time, and we'll pick who we think died first. Mm -hmm. Number one, the Wright brothers. Um, Toss-up for us. We just said Orville. Uh, we think that he went on to fund um, various popcorn endeavors. So we said Wilbur died first. All right. Yeah, Wilbur died first on 1912 of typhoid fever. So he didn't get to see much of his invention do anything. Uh, but Orville died in 1948, um, so he got to see a lot of planes. Hmm. Doing horrible things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number two, Laurel and Hardy. Uh, again, toss-up. We said Laurel. Uh, we went with Hardy. 
Yeah. Oliver Hardy died in 1957, and Stan Laurel died in 1965. Number three, Abbott and Costello. Uh, we said Abbott. We agree. Ooh, you were both wrong. Uh, Lou Costello died mm. in 1959, and Bob Abbott died in 1974. Doing great. Our, our strategy oh, wow. of picking one at random is not working for us. <laughs> <laughs> we are 100% incorrect. All right. Uh, number four, Siegfried and Roy. Uh, this one we felt that we knew actually, and we said Roy. Mm-hmm. We went Roy. Roy Horn died in 2020 due to complications from COVID-19. And Siegfried Fischbacher died in 2021 of pancreatic cancer. Hmm. Number five, Gilbert and Sullivan. Uh, again, a toss-up. We said Gilbert. Mm, we agreed. It was Sir Arthur Sullivan. He oh. died in 1900. Um, and Sir William Gilbert died in 1911. Um, and he died of a heart attack while attempting to save a young girl having swimming difficulties in the middle of a lake. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Did the girl survive? I believe she did. Oh. Yeah, yeah, at least it was worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Number six, Astaire and Rogers. Uh, we said Astaire. Yep, uh, Fred Astaire. Yeah, Fred Astaire died in 1987 of pneumonia. Ginger Rogers died in 1995 of a heart attack. Number seven, Lewis and Clark. Uh, we just said Lewis. We went uh, with Clark. Uh, it was Lewis. Uh, died in 1809 of gunshot wounds. Uh, it's a very interesting story. Uh, too long to go into right here. Look uh, it up. Yeah, yeah, look it up. Uh, and William Clark died in 1838. In a less cool way. In a less cool <laughs> way. <laughs> All right, uh, number eight, Lucy and Desi. We said Desi. Yep, uh, we said Desi. Yeah, uh, Desi Arnaz died in 1986 of lung cancer, and Lucille Ball died in 1989 of an abdominal aortic aneurysm. Hmm. Number nine, the Odd Couple, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon. We said Matthau. Yeah, this one was the hardest one for us, but we went Matthau. Yeah, Matthau. Uh, Walter Matthau died uh, in 2000 of a heart attack, and Jack Lemon died in 2001 of bladder cancer. And then number 10, Romeo and Juliet. We said Romeo. We said Romeo. Yep, Romeo. Wherefore art thou? <laughs> uh, believing Juliet had died, Romeo drinks poison, Juliet awakens, and discovering Romeo is dead, stabs herself with his dagger. Now, Matt, uh, just a little callback to last week, but I believe it was all based on the conglomerate refreshers, right? Just making kids go nuts. Oh, yeah. The, that was the poison, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it, was the pink, it was the pink drink, is what Shakespeare <laughs> was, was getting at. Uh, well, hemlock. <laughs> hemlock and pink drink. Hemlock and pink drink, yep. Picking up after the swing around here, it looks like cuffing season is going to pick up 30 points and hoping to get a little bit of extra juice here. The Valentine's New Roman picking up 35, so it looks like the score is going to be 105 to 103. So now what? the lead has changed by two points. Earl, let's get some death. All right. Round two, category one, go the way of the dinosaurs. Cartoonist Gary Larson came up with a name for a specific dinosaur part as it didn't have a name prior to the Far Side comic depicting it. The cartoon caption is, Now, this end called the Thagomizer, after the late Thag Simmons. The scientific community accepted this name and started using it too. What type of dinosaur does the Thagomizer belong to, and what part is it? Half points for each answer. All right, we're going to go ahead and lock in on this one. So, Matt, I, I heard a clue in there. I'm assuming it was a clue about uh, the end or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the only dinosaur I can think of that has 
something on the end is like I'm thinking of a tail and Stegosaurus usually has those spiky things on the end of their tail. I was also going to say that it's the mace-like object on the butt of a Stegosaurus. And we agree. Um, there's only a couple really distinct like sort of features, right, that are unique to one dinosaur. So that's what we said. Yeah, Stegosaurus. That's the four spikes on the tail. Nice. What was the bonus for that? It was half points for Stegosaurus and the oh, spikes. Oh, so great. So, so we get full points, full yep. 10 points for both teams. Yep. Category number two, met an untimely end. The most expensive copy of John Lennon and Yoko Ono's album, Double Fantasy, sold for over $400,000. Why is it so expensive? So what are you thinking, Matt? Like I, My first thought is, is it possible that maybe they were working on the album and they like pressed one copy of it and that was the day he was assassinated or something, so they didn't end up sending it I think it, it could print? be like the only one pressed that he ever touched maybe or something like that, like... Or he held. Or he held, yeah. Point. Maybe it was like in his um, apartment, like he was listening to it, like a demo or something kind of. Yeah. I, I think I think that's probably the right bet, is that it was the only copy that Lennon actually either listened to or held while he was still alive. Okay, I'm cool with that. Yeah, we're saying that uh, it was the copy that they owned. Well, no points here. Um, Matt Hat was kind of close on one little thing. Uh, it was the last known autographed copy uh, of, that John Lennon uh, did. It was Mark Chapman's. Uh, Mark Chapman owned it, and he was shot by Mark Chapman later that day. Wow. The album was ditched in the bushes, and it still has fingerprints on it and a police evidence sticker. Wow, mm. well, I feel like it should be worth more than four hundred thousand. Yeah. That's very. That's a crazy, crazy album. How much are you bidding? Me? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, like, how many people can? Spend four hundred thousand dollars on it. Three album. Bitcoin. Is that worth four hundred thousand? Yeah. <laughs> the other day I'm scrolling. What's what's the name of that auction house? The really famous one. Uh, Sotheby's. Yeah, maybe maybe Christie's? it was that one. Or, yeah, or Christie's. Uh, yeah, too. one of those. I'm scrolling on Facebook and there's a live feed of the auction house auctioning art on my Facebook feed. Thinking you might mm -hmm. join. It's in. like. And, and uh, we'll start this Warhol at $7 million, and I'm just watching these rich people bid. I got sucked in for like 10 minutes. <laughs> what was the highest bid? I don't know, like uh -huh. like $20 million on yeah. one, $30 million. That's crazy. Must be nice. It's just a way to hide their assets. Category number three, you can't spell manslaughter without laughter. On The Late Late Show, host Craig Ferguson wished to have a robot skeleton army. Instead of an army, he got a gay robot pal sidekicked named Jeff Peterson. <laughs> Peterson's causes of death vary from a skydiving accident to a bar fight with Wilford Brimley, being massively overweight to choking on a bird's foot. And there's always the methamphetamine overdose. Who busted their butt creating this animatronic skeleton for Craig Ferguson? We can like in, Matt. Do you think Jim Henson? Um, no, that would have been... Way too late. Too late. For Jim Henson. What about like Adam Savage? Oh. Busted their butt. Oh, yeah. There you go. I like it. Adam Savage. <laughs> Love this show. Uh, Craig Ferguson, his whole late show was so good. I wish it was still around. Um, I believe you, you got the right show, but I think it was Grant Imahara who, who did it. Yeah, it was Grant Imahara. Uh, wow. Wrong buster. Yeah. Oh, he's also deceased. Yeah. Should have thought of Earl's game here. A little bit. All right. Uh, category number four, the day the music died. While on a trip out east, I went geocaching in the great state of Rhode Island early one morning. Uh, Waylon Jennings. 
<laughs> a multi-cache brought me to the Station Fire Memorial Park. The Great Park is in a place where on February 20th, 2003, a pyrotechnics display set fire to the Station Nightclub. 100 people died and another 230 people were injured. It is a very moving memorial made to look like old 45 records. What band was performing that night? Lectin. Yeah. I've actually watched this, um, like videos of this fire and like, like fire prevention oh, okay. uh, stuff because it just like, it happens so fast. It's unbelievable. I'm glad yeah. you f- finished with the fire pr- pr- prevention I, films. Could have gone a different way there. Yeah. No, very much not. Yeah. Uh, I remember this, Matt. Uh, this is my senior year of high school. I just, the band is escaping me right now. Um, is it white something? Oh, white snake? No, it's not white. It's not white. It's, it's, I know what you're saying. A white tiger or something like that. Uh, give me a second. While I Google God. it, what is? It? It's white something, or is it oh, white stripes? Okay, it's not white stripes. It was it's, not David. Uh, it was just no for white. the record. It was not David Coverdale and White. Oh, Snake. great white, great white, great white, great, great white. white. Yep, your favorite band, Great White. Yeah, Great White is the answer. Category number five, a morbidly obese curiosity. In the United States, someone has a heart attack every 40 seconds. The Heart Attack Grill is a restaurant in Las Vegas that serves food high in fat, sugar, and cholesterol. You can order an octuple bypass burger containing 64 ounces of beef and approximately 16,000 kilocalories, flatliner fries that are cooked in pure lard, and butterfat milkshakes. If a customer weighs themselves before entering, they can eat for free should they weigh more than a certain amount. Within 10 pounds, what is the weight needed to eat for free? I just watched a like a Vice doc on this. I, I saw something similar too, yeah, where they were interviewing people going to do this. The uh, the people that own it say that well, that's it's to, it's to create awareness of obesity. <laughs> that's that's their plan is to fight think, obesity. I'm fine with whatever you want. I think to. that's good. Okay. All right, we're locked in here. What What's our buffer? Uh, gave uh, ten pounds. Ten pounds. Yeah. I think it's I think it's closer to three fifty. I think it's like I think it, I know it's over three hundred. I think it's around three forty. Three forty. Okay, yeah. I, I was thinking it was definitely over three hundred, um, but three forty to three fifty makes a lot more sense. So you you want to go with like three forty to have that buffer? Yeah, because I don't think it's all the way to three sixty. I think that's like that's too much. Okay. All right. We'll we'll say three forty. Yeah, we felt that if it was uh, 300, too many people would be eating for free, and 400, not enough people would be eating for free, so we said 350. Yeah, 350 is right on the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been there. It's some tasty stuff, but I've only been there once. Did you have the giant burger? I did not. I did or have steak. the milkshake, though. How was they it? Have to, was they great. have to wheel you out if you get the biggest yeah. one. They, they put you in a wheelchair. Don't, aren't the waitresses and the waiters dressed like as doctors? And yeah, the and uh, they encourage you to actually put on uh, the... The what gown. Look at the gowns, yeah. Oh, like yeah. Just, okay. Yeah. So I ate my dinner in a gown. <laughs> well, uh, we can only be so lucky to, to record Triviality in a gown, too, instead of a diaper and leather, but uh, maybe one day. After five questions, it looks like cuffing season is going to pick up 30 points, bringing their total to 133. And Valentine's New Roman picking up 40 points, extending their lead to 145. All right. Category number six, Death's Cold Embrace. Utsi the Iceman mummy was discovered in 1991, half buried in a glacier in the Utsal Alps at a border between Austria and Italy. It appears he got the shaft sometime in the Copper Age and is Europe's oldest known natural human mummy. After a lot of research, scientists have figured out what killed Utsi. What killed Utsi? So, Matt, what were you saying? 
Uh, I suggested it was an Ootsie Bootsie spider. So we're looking for a water spout, possibly death somehow? Yeah, he was waterboarded. Um, what about getting the shaft? Is it possible he was stabbed or... Fell down some sort of Samuel Jackson. Impaled. Yeah. <laughs> impaled by an actor who portrayed Shaft. <laughs> Richard Roundtree. Uh, well, rest in peace. He just passed away at time of recording. Very recently. You think he, he like fell down a like a garbage chute or something? I mean, this is like a... <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk about copper age. Copper age. The copper age. garbage. Was he maybe he was was he stabbed by like a copper sword or something, or he worked in the copper mines? Oh, maybe. Yeah, shaft yeah, like a that, mining shaft. They were that organized. Oh, he was in a, a collapsed shaft. Yeah, collapsed copper shaft. How about that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we're gonna say he he was um, killed in a collapsed copper shaft that made those armbands that Brett Favre wears in the commercials. <laughs> oh, because he was shafted. Oh. Uh, I was like, where the hell are they getting this from? <laughs> Pretty sure he was murdered. Uh, murder most foul. Yeah. Um, he has an arrowhead embedded. He has an arrowhead embedded in his left shoulder. So they believe he was killed from behind. Oh. Or the arrowhead fell from the top of the shaft when it collapsed. On him <laughs> yeah. There were no detectives in the copper yeah. age. Let's we're see the real right. proof. <laughs> All right. Category number seven, dead drunk. If you drink yourself to death, your casket will be placed on a wheeled frame before burial. What is this wheeled frame called? So, Jeff, I have no idea. So, should we just say coffin cart? Less fun than Mario Kart. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. more fun than any other like non non like off brand kart racing. It's game. weird that our band, our grunge Crash band, team racing. Uh, coffin cart didn't take off back in the day, Ken. But so we're gonna say coffin cart. You guys open for coffin flop. I don't know, Matt. I have absolutely no idea. I don't know much about the funeral arts. Um, arts. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, is is the drinking to death supposed to be a clue? Is this it, something? It must be. I mean, maybe like uh, called a forty a forty cart forty. Uh, yeah, forty cart. Uh, um, um, leader uh, leader. No, I have no idea. Yeah, um, a, a Manhattan cart. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go with the the Manhattan. Really, cart. Um, well, uh, Matt uh, kind of hit on something there. It's called a beer. Oh. Um, oh. It is B I E R, um, a homophone. Oh, good, good try though, Matt. I, we were close. Yeah. Hey, thanks. I did try. <laughs> <laughs> on to the Maybe next had... grizzly question. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Category number eight: Deadhead. On the back of every semi truck trailer, you will see a bar hanging down underneath the back end. Without this low-hanging bar, the back end would be at head height with the following driver, with only the windshield to protect them during a collision. These bars were put in place after one particular accident on June 29, 1967, that claimed what too-hot-to-handle actress's life. We can lock in, Ken. Yeah, this would, uh, this would be Jane Mansfield, mother of Mariska Hargitay. And I also wrote Mariska Hargitay's mom, also known as Jane Mansfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jane's Mansfield's correct, and they're known as Mansfield bars. Wow, I never, I never even thought about the fact that those had to be like installed at some point. You know, it took a tragedy to happen, but. Hmm. All right. Category number nine: Wanted Dead or Alive. Bonnie Parker and Clyde Barrow were criminals of the 1930s, known for robbing banks, other small businesses, and rural funeral homes. They are believed to have murdered at least nine police officers and four civilians. Bonnie and Clyde liked to operate along state lines so they could quickly get over the border when pursued. The police figured this out and set up an ambush where Bonnie and Clyde were shot to death. 
In what state did Bonnie and Clyde die? Oh, well, if it's from the movie, you okay. can lock in. You're smart. All right, you they're locked movies. in. What do you have, Jeff? Uh, Illinois, maybe? I, I really have no idea to know, but I, I just can't. Missouri? I, dude, I don't know. All right, we'll say Missouri. Uh, yeah, I believe they died in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, uh, Louisiana is correct. Any fans of the movie? No? I've seen it. Yeah. Gene Hackman, Warren Beatty, Faye Dunaway. Was Gene Hackman in it? Yeah, he's like their, uh, he's like the kind of like they're, the they're dim-witted buddy. buddy dude, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Category number 10, dead as a dodo. The dodo was a flightless bird from the island of Maratus, hunted to extinction. Other famous islanders who may have gone the way of the dodo are the cast of Gilligan's Island. Your task is to put each of the actors in the order of which they died. As a reminder, there's Gilligan, the skipper too, the millionaire and his wife, the movie star, the professor, and Marianne. So it's similar to the swing round, but two points for each correct placement. Let's just throw us out there. Bob Denver never died. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right off the bat, Jeff. I've got no idea. Um, let's just say in reverse order, from the way he read it. Oh, I was just gonna try and apply logic with their ages and crap, but yeah. All right, both teams have locked in with a list here of the order that we believe they've uh, passed. So Neil, you want to go first? Yeah, we just uh, tried to reason this out as best we could. Uh, we said the millionaire, the skipper, the millionaire's wife, the professor, uh, Bob Denver or Gilligan, um, movie star, and then Marion. Uh, we said Lovey, then Mrs. Howell, skipper, Ginger, uh, the professor, Marion, and then Bob Denver, because I know he was super old. All right. Well, everyone's getting some points here. Uh, the correct order is uh, first, The Millionaire, played by Jim Bacchus, died in 1989. The second was The Skipper, played by Alan Hale Jr., died in 1990. The Millionaire's Wife, played by Natalie Schaefer, died in 1991. Gilligan, played by Bob Dunford, died in 2005. The Professor, played by Russell Johnson, died in 2014. Marianne died in 2020, uh, played by Don Wells. And the movie star, Tina Louise, as of this taping, is still, still alive. alive. Wow. Oh. Congrats to her. Yeah. Congrats yeah. to us. We got two points. At the end of regulation, it looks like Cuffing Season picked up 32 points there, bringing their total to 165. And Valentine's New Roman picking up 26 points, bringing our total to 171. So it's six points that separates both teams. Pretty close. Going into yeah. the final round, yeah. So what are our final round categories, Earl? All right. First category, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Number two, sweet embrace of death. Number three, regicide. Number four, give up the ghost train. And number five, game over. All the wagers are now locked in. Both teams are going all in. And you know what? We wish our listener base would go all in on Patreon because we're offering bonus episodes every week this new year. Yeah, that's uh, every week you get a quiz written by one of us. Uh, it could be a Ken to start the month. It could be a, a Jeff to start the month. It just depends. Um, but yeah, what we're trying to do here is is we love our patrons. Uh, we're lucky enough to have over 500 patrons. But if we can increase that number um, by a little bit more, we can hopefully at least have one of us go full time. So we're really trying to um, give more to our patrons because you give us so much. But if, if you can... Uh, spare a few bucks a month to come join us on Patreon. It'll just help us on our journey to have one of us at least go full-time so we can give you even more content. Right, Ken? That's right. So, uh, yeah, if you want to go to uh, patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast, you can uh, join Earl over there and all the other patrons uh, and get some extra perks too, like stickers and 
and uh, gifts and all that good stuff. And episodes released early and ad free. So yeah, go to patreon.com slash triviality podcast. Earl, what are your, all right. what are the uh, questions? All right, question one: What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What force kills hurricanes within five degrees of the equator, but creates them at higher latitudes? Number two, sweet embrace of death. This question is about the mellification process. Starting before death, the man to be mellified would stop eating any food and only eat a certain substance and even bathe in the substance. When this diet eventually entered the life of the individual, they would be placed in a stone coffin filled with this substance. Over 100 years later, the remains would have turned into a sort of confection supposedly able to cure ailments and broken limbs. This confection was sold in street markets as a hard-to-find item with a hefty price. What is the certain substance a mellified person ate and bathed in before dying and placed in after death? That's disgusting. Wow. Thank you, world. Yeah. Number three, regicide. In the Simpsons episode titled Bart of Darkness, Bart attempts to dive into a pool from his treehouse. Nelson distracts Bart by saying, hey, Bart, your epidermis is showing, and he misses the pool. Bart breaks his leg and becomes increasingly isolated in his room throughout the summer as a result. He watches the world go by from his window and suspects his neighbor, Ned Flanders, of committing murder. In attempting to call the police, the, the viewers learned what regicide was from the line, you have selected regicide. If you know the name of the king or queen being murdered, press 1. This episode largely parodies what 1954 mystery thriller based on Cornell Woolrich's 1942 short story, It Had to Be Murder. Number four, give up the ghost train. On August 6, 1945, the Enola Gay was flying over Hiroshima and dropped the first atomic bomb, Little Boy, in Japan. Three days later, on August 9th, what plane was flying over Nagasaki and dropped the second bomb, Batman, in Japan? And number five, game over. What classic arcade game is the first fixed shooter game and is often credited as introducing multiple lives? All right, we have our questions. We'll be right back and see who will be today's Cream of the Crop. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm, what flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. And we are back and all the answers are locked in. So let's see who will be today's cream of the crop. All right. Number one, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. What force kills hurricanes within five degrees of the equator but creates them at higher latitudes? Yeah, uh, for 30 points. I'm pretty sure that this is a result of the Coriolis effect. Mm. Uh, for 30 points, we were basically the same thing. We said gravity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. <laughs> well, it is the Coriolis effect or the Coriolis force. Um, yeah, it's maximum at the poles and a minimum at the equator. All right. Number two, the sweet embrace of death. 
what is the certain substance a mollified person ate and bathed in before dying and placed in after death? Uh, we said honey. Yeah, we uh, we latched on to honey on this one, and uh, yeah. Yeah, honey. That's a whole lot of bee barf. That's uh, it's, it's a little gross. Yeah. All right. N- uh, number three, regicide. Uh, so the Simpsons episode titled Bart of Darkness, uh, what was the... What was it parodied on? Uh, we said Rear Window. Yeah, we said the only movie where a man, for some reason, um, turns his head to Grace Kelly. We said Rear Window. Yeah, Rear Window is correct. In case you didn't get it in the episode, there's a Jimmy Stewart parody where he sees Bart from his own window. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> All right. Number four, give up the ghost train. Uh, so what plane was flying over Nagasaki and dropped the second atomic bomb, Fat Man, in Japan? Yeah, um, 30 again. Um, we said boxcar. Oh, that sounds, yeah, that sounds right. Um, we we knew that there was a plane called Full House uh, in the fleet that uh, was on that mission. Uh, just only remembered it because of the, you know, the same yeah, title as the TV show. coincidence. Um, but, uh, yeah, we don't think it's right, but, yeah, we said Full House. Yeah, uh, boxcar is correct. And number five, game over. What classic arcade game is the first fixed shooter game and is often credited as introducing multiple lives? Uh, we went with Space Invaders here. Mm-hmm. Uh, game over, also the title of this final round for us. Uh, we also said Space Invaders. Yeah, Space Invaders is correct. Well, what a comeback for the team of cuffing season. It looks like Valentine's New Roman is going to end the game with 201 points, only picking up 30 in that final round, kind of getting destroyed there. Uh, but batting perfect in the final round, cuffing season, getting 150 points, bringing their total to 315, which makes them today's cream of the crop. I am the cream. Thank you, boys. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, good comeback. We are the cream, Ken. It's nice to be the cream every now and again. Yeah, it, it, it's uh, it's okay. It's okay. The liquefaction process feels good. Yeah, can we all lather ourselves in honey uh, at the end of this episode? I don't want I, I don't want to be around that process at all. That that really grossed me out. It is pretty gross, but I, there's nothing wrong with lathering yourself in honey, though. All right, I'll uh, I'll rub your back with some. Thank after. you. And then maybe we'll get our friend Bert over here to rub it's our not lips. Not vegan. We can't do that to Ken. Well, the, what if the bees give it at their own will? Like it's like a Jerry Seinfeld <laughs> bee movie. Bee is like, I just want to give you some honey. <laughs> That's, anyway, uh, but Earl, thank you so much for being here today yeah. with your uh, your very unique game of death. The Valentine's themed. Valentine's game, yeah. theme, and it wasn't a question about the Valentine's Day massacre. Thankfully, so thanks for not being on the nose yeah. today. I yeah. think the only thing that that game had in common with Valentine's Day is that I loved it. There you go. Um, where can uh, people find you if you want them to find you, or any shout outs you'd like to give before we oh, let you go today? I don't know. I'll shout out my uh, trivia team and uh, all my fellow geocaching friends and. Uh, I'll have to say hello to my family because I definitely left them off the last time I was on. Oh, yeah. So. That, that'll be good. Hi. And, uh, oh, yeah, happy birthday to uh, your niece, my Noelle. My niece, yeah. I'm going to her first birthday party right after this. Very cool. We'll make sure you uh, send our well wishes to Noelle and, and James and Kim. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks, Earl, for being here today. And uh, we do have uh, a little bit of thanks that we always have to give. Uh, is that right, Ken? That's right. I'm going to send my well wishes to Airwave Media. You can find them at airwavemedia.com. They have other great shows such as Art Smart, The Projection Booth, and how about the Unbiased Science Podcast? Oh, I like it. Uh, well, thank you, Ken. Thank you, Earl. Thank you, Airwave. Matt, uh, sorry we couldn't pull it out today, but we had a, we had a good time doing it. Uh, for Earl, Jeff, Ken, and Matt, my name is Neil. Enjoy the honey.
after the first round here uh, of. Oh, okay, hold on.